Welcome to our podcast, Badela IP Experts. In this episode, our IP experts, Dr. Georg Arnetzberger and Dr. Niels Malcomes, discuss the decisions G122 and G222 by the EPO's Enlarged Board of Appeal and their consequences. Niels, the practical significance of this decision for patentees and applicants alike cannot be overestimated. It will significantly reduce the risk that patents are revoked for formal reasons. Can you tell us a bit more about the decision? Well, the decision is mainly about the priority and the entitlement to priority. The priority right basically is the right of an applicant to have a better effective date so he can file a later application claiming the priority date of an earlier application, which means that the effective date for the assessment of novelty and the step will be then the better earlier date of the priority application. So in practice, the question whether a patent is valid or invalid very often hinges on the validity of the priority claim. Yes, and under the European Patent Convention, the right to claim the priority of an earlier application rests with the applicant of that earlier application or with their successor and title. And the decision will make it more difficult to challenge that the applicant of the later application is indeed the true successor and title. Right. And the most common scenario, which will be most familiar to US applicants, especially before the America and Vents Act, is the following. First, a US application is filed designating the inventor as applicant, and subsequently, an international application is filed that designates the inventor as applicant for the United States only, and the inventor's employer or another legal entity for all other countries. Exactly in this situation, the formal validity of the priority claim of the European patent that resulted from the international application was often challenged. It was contested that the priority right was actually validly transferred from the inventor, the applicant of the earlier application, to the applicant of the later application. As an opponent, I would not have had to provide any further evidence to support that allegation. I could simply say, well, it would be up to the proprietor to prove that the priority right was actually validly transferred. Exactly. Therefore, ideally, the proprietor would simply produce a written assignment of the priority claim dating back prior to the filing of the later application because asking the inventor for an assignment or execution of the assignment during pending opposition proceedings would be too late. However, in many cases in the past, the proprietor was unable to provide such an assignment so that many patents got revoked because of the invalidity of the priority claim. Because then the effective date of the application was no longer the date of the priority application, but the date of the later application, which means that prior art could surface, which uh, was challenging then the novelty or the inventor step of the invention. With the present decision, the Enlarged Board of Appeal first addresses the question whether it is entitled at all to assess the validity of the priority claim. This is an important question because, for example, the entitlement to the application itself cannot be verified by the EPO because this is subject to national law. Yes, indeed, the Enlarged Board of Appeal makes inter alia the following three important decisions. First of all, it decides that the entitlement to a priority and the assignment of the application itself are two distinct issues. Second, that the EPO is competent to assess the validity of the priority claim. And third, that site assessment is 
subject to the autonomous law of the EPO and not uh, the national law. Yes, and further, they said that um, when an applicant claims a priority of an earlier application, there is, and, and this is, I think, the most important aspect of the decision, a rebuttable presumption that this claim is valid. So um, with, without any further conditions attached, this is assumed. And then the burden of proof is basically shifted to the opponent to prove that the priority claim is indeed invalid. Right. This is indeed a very, very important aspect of this decision, bearing in mind the impact, as you already mentioned. It uh, shifts basically the burden of proof onto the opponent or if you have an ex parte proceedings onto the EPO to show that the priority was actually not validly claimed. And this is a great relief for applicants or proprietors, depending on the stage of the proceedings, comparing what was the situation before. Basically, under national law, they had to provide expert opinions based on national law. That would be typically a very painful exercise. And now all this burden is basically imposed on the opponent or the EPO who wants to challenge the validity of the priority claim. Coming back to the mentioned example where a um, PCT application is filed by an, an inventor as applicant for the US and it's uh, in their employer for the rest of the world, wherein only the inventor um, was applicant for the priority application, the um, decision of the EPO in large board of appeal basically says that the joint filing of the later PCT application implies an agreement between the inventor and the employer that the priority right was actually transferred. So here explicitly they assume this um, rebuttable presumption of an implied agreement, of course, unless there are specific circumstances to the contrary. Right. This will indeed make life a lot easier for applicants claiming a priority where the applicant of the priority application was different or according to the very general rationale of the decision of the a large board of appeal where the set of applicants of the priority application and the set of applicants of the later application were different. Yes, the decision is clearly very patenty and applicant-friendly, driven by the thought that patents for valuable inventions should not be refused or revoked just for formal reasons. It will be much more difficult for opponents to challenge the validity of the priority right, and it will be now up to them to um, show that indeed the right to priority was not validly transferred from the earlier applicant, which is a difficult task because the relevant information is typically not within their sphere. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Badele IP Experts. For a deeper dive into this issue, please read our corresponding IP report. You will find the link in the show notes.